It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone, and welcome to part two of Veterans Day. Veterans Day is just a few days away, and it's so important that we focus on Veterans Day and what it really means. In this episode, I want to continue talking about Veterans Day, which occurs November 11th of each year. In the last episode, I explained the foundation of Veterans Day and talked about patriotism. We also heard testimonials from U.S. veterans. Today, I would like to talk about the Pledge of Allegiance to Our Flag, how we can honor veterans, and more veteran interviews. So let us talk, first of all, about the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, if you remember when you were in school, you said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, and I think in most schools today, it is still done by children, but it's not really understood the way we really need to know. What does it really mean? So this is a good refresher, I guess, for you. And if you have children in your life, explain it to them as well. So the Pledge of Allegiance was written over a hundred years ago by a pastor from New York. I bet you didn't know that. That is new information, possibly. And it means that we are loyal to the flag and the United States of America that the flag represents. It's a promise to defend the rights and freedom of all Americans. You can either salute the flag or put your right hand over your heart when you say the Pledge of Allegiance. And you might be able to recite the words, but could you really explain the true meaning to your children? So first of all, here's the words. It says, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So let me explain what the words really mean. Pledge means to give. So it means you're going to give allegiance. And allegiance means loyalty. A republic is a country where citizens have the right to vote. For which it stands means it's one of our foundations, one of the foundations of our country. One nation means we are together. Under God, we are under the protection of God. That is how our country was founded. We are indivisible, which means we cannot be divided. And liberty means freedom. And justice for all means fair treatment for everyone. Keep those in mind. And let me repeat the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We are one nation together, under the protection of God, cannot be divided. We have freedom and offer fair treatment for everyone. This is what the Pledge of Allegiance really means. It means that we give our loyalty to America. 
America is a republic in which citizens have a right to vote, which is one of our foundations. We are one nation together under the protection of God. We cannot be divided. We have freedom and give justice and fair treatment to all. Now take a look around at our culture today. How much better we would be as a nation if we truly embraced the meaning of the Pledge of Allegiance. Our nation did so in decades past, and they stood more firm in their patriotism. So take the Pledge of Allegiance really seriously. Study what it means and honor what it means with the way you live your life. We also need to pray for our country. We are called by God to do that. This could be an excellent thing to pray in families in family prayer time. And this is out of 2 Chronicles 7.14. This is the NIV translation. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And that's what we want. We want to hear from heaven. We want the sins of the nation forgiven and our land healed. So very important to to keep in mind as you think about being patriotic to our country, because the Pledge of Allegiance says we are under the protection of God. So we need to stand up as citizens, Christian citizens, and do that. But as it is Veterans Day, We really need to honor our veterans. Now, I talked a little bit about that in the first episode, but here's some other things. We need to honor all veterans, both alive as well as those who have passed away. Now, in the spring, we have Memorial Day, which honors the veterans that have passed. But this is a day to honor all veterans. Those that are alive, honor them today. Honor them this Veterans Day and every Veterans Day. My dad was a U.S. Navy veteran who served in World War II. My sisters and I were raised in a patriotic spirit and honor those who served in the U.S. military to fight for our freedom. And that should be the cry for each and every one of us. Are there any of your family members or friends or their parents who served in the military? If so, honor them this Veterans Day. If you are reading this post in another country, honor those who served in the military in your country. That honoring spirit continues with me to this very day, and it should with each and every one of you. We need to pass this along to our children. In this patriotic season, use everything you can to teach your children about Veterans Day. My dad lived with me in the last part of his life until... His last day of life, he wore hats that represented the U.S. Navy, the ship he was on, or that he was a World War II veteran. I want to encourage you to look around you and look for people wearing hats or T-shirts that show that they served in the military and thank them for their service. Thank them for their service. It will mean so much to them. I am writing a new book called What the Greatest Generation Knew That We Don't. The Greatest Generation is a term for World War II veterans, and it was coined by Tom Brokaw, the news commentator. And I'm looking for World War II veterans, there aren't that many that are alive yet, or their families to interview and talk 
about their experiences in World War II. If you know of any, please contact me at my email address, which is chris, C-H-R-I-S, at D-R-C-H-R-I-S dot co. So that's chris at drchris.co. I am looking for more World War II stories. I feel like we have one more opportunity to give them a voice, to speak to the world, and I want to give it to them. One more thing I want to talk about is honor flights. An honor flight is where military veterans are brought to Washington, D.C. for a day to go to patriotic sites there. They are seeking escorts for the veterans. It requires some training. And please consider being an escort for one of them. The Honor Flight has a mission and vision as follows. Our mission is one of gratitude for their service, sacrifice, and selflessness. Join us as we proudly celebrate America's veterans with a day of honor in our nation's capital. Their vision a nation where all our veterans experience the honor, gratitude, and community of support they deserve. The website that they have is honorflight.org, honorflight.org. And I have had the opportunity to be in Washington, D.C., and a few times see honor flights coming and going. And it is an incredible honor that is given to the veterans. I've seen them on the arrival side and departure side from Washington, D.C., and there is so much that is put into it with uh, people that are singers and musicians and a lot of fanfare and honor and flags and celebration. And when the flight comes into D.C., the fire trucks from the airport have one on each side, and they spray the water from their hoses over the flight like a rainbow, and the flight, that aircraft, drives under it. And that's the beginning of the honor that they receive in Washington, D.C. And what an incredible thing to be part of that. We really need to honor our veterans no matter when they served and if they were in a war or not. Respect them and thank them. I want to leave you with this quote. This is a quote from Jeff Miller, former U.S. representative out of Florida. And he said, the willingness of Americans' veterans to sacrifice for our country has earned them our lasting gratitude. And that's how you should feel, even to this day. So whenever you see a veteran, honor them. Thank you for loving America. Now let's hear from our veterans about patriotism, serving in the military, and what Veterans Day means. I have a veteran that I would like to have talked to you. Her name is Lisa. And Lisa, I just would love to hear what your thoughts are on patriotism and what serving in the military meant to you and what Veterans Day means to you. Of course. Thanks for having me, Dr. Chris. Well, patriotism to me, that's really an unwavering love and deep respect for one's country. It's the profound connection I feel to the values, principles, and the people who make our nation what it is. It's also the willingness to defend and uphold those values, even in adversity. To me, is also about honoring the sacrifices of those who came before us and working toward a brighter, more unified future for everyone. It really is. It's, it's an honor to those who were 
you know, in the military, whatever branch of the military, and whether they were in a war or not, it's every veteran, every person who has served. And it's really, you are correct. It's really honoring all of them. Yes. And what does serving in the military, what did it mean to you? What does it mean to you now? So much, but I can say so. Again, it was just such an honor, profound honor and responsibility. It meant dedicating myself to a higher purpose, defending the freedoms we often take for granted. And I think a lot of us were in that position pre 9-11 and then ensuring the safety and the security of our nation. And it also gave me the opportunity to be part of a a close knit uh, family of service members who were all bound by the shared commitment to something greater than ourselves. Everybody who was there volunteered, at least in the time that I was serving. So it's definitely by choice people were there. And then serving also allowed me to grow as a leader and understand the value of selfless service. I joined the military much later in life, so my experience was a little bit different. So I wouldn't say it formed my younger self, but it gave me a real appreciation as I went through those those trainings and became a, a late in life soldier. And, you know, you said it was such a responsibility, and it is. It is. When you serve in the military, it just takes the word responsibility to a whole other level. I mean, I'm responsible for the lives of my soldiers, the lives of the people around me. So that's that's an enormous responsibility. And, you know, I, I went through officer candidate school later in life and also became an officer candidate school instructor. And that's one of the things in a leadership school, it's like, I don't ever want to have to tell some, well, just in general, but I certainly as a leader wouldn't want to ever have to tell someone's family that something happened because I was not taking 100% responsibility for what I was doing. That is that is so true. And something else you said, it really prepared you for other things later in life. And I, I think that's an important part of the military. It's It's serving your country and honoring your country, but there are so many skills that you learn that you can so use later. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the reasons I went in later in life was to enhance my professional career and gain more leadership. I I worked with someone who was prior service military, great team building leadership. Anyway, that's how I got attracted. And I just think I wish I had done that right out of college because I got so much out of it. And especially the 11 years I spent in doing schools and trainings, it's invaluable. I couldn't I couldn't have paid for for that. Yeah, it really is. And it, and it's so good when you kind of take those things and uh, apply it. And I think it's a, a good lesson to young people when they're going into the military, that the things that they learn, they will be able to apply later in life. Yeah. And some of the, the kids, you know, I was 35 when I went through basic training, and most of the kids were 17. And I just think just even watching the change in nine and a half weeks, of a 17 year old who's going through soldierization and starting to learn these skills. It was amazing. I can only imagine what some of them have gone on to do. That is really good. Also, what does Veterans Day mean to you? It's just coming up in a few days. And, you know, you have a perspective having been in the military that someone like me who wasn't, you know, I don't have that same perspective. Yeah. Well, Veterans Day holds a special place in my heart. Honestly, it's a day to honor the countless men and women who have selflessly served our country. And it's also, for me, a day to remember the camaraderie, the challenges, and the shared sacrifices made during my time in the military, and particularly during deployment. It's also a reminder of the dedication and valor to those who have served throughout history. 
Veterans Day is a time to express gratitude to those who have worn the uniform and recognize the enduring spirit of service that unites us as veterans. It's also a day to reflect on the responsibilities we all have to support our veterans and ensure that they receive the respect and care they deserve. That's good. Do you you have any maybe closing thoughts or any message you would like to leave to the world today? I feel like before 9-11, a lot of us didn't even know if we knew anyone in the military, right? People were like, oh, right. you know, cousins in the National Guard. And it's become obviously main, mainstream over the last 20 plus years. But it's easy to forget is what I'm I'm going to say. And, and I hope people will not because there are a lot of veterans who struggle coming out of the military, PTSD, other things, and ensuring that they get veteran suicide is one of the biggest concerns. You know, we've got 22 veterans killed, taking their lives per day. So just keeping oh, awareness, goodness. supporting, supporting the veterans, whether, you know, it's whether you know somebody personally, or if there's anything you can do to support veteran services, that's the thing I would just ask people to be mindful, you know, if there's ever opportunities and uh, always thank them for their service. Absolutely. And I think what you're saying is is really important. It's and then it's not just on Veterans Day, but we really need to honor the people that have served our country yeah. because we have the freedoms we have today because of them. Exactly. So I'm proud to have been part of the military and, you know, thank my brothers and sisters in arms and everyone on the civilian side who supports service mm-hmm. members and veterans. That's true. There there's a lot of civilians that Provide support to the military like that. And there are families that are supporting the veterans as well, you know, service members and veterans. And and, and that's really true because when you're deployed, the family keeps everything going on the home front. And that's important to remember as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate you taking the time and and talking with me today. This is good. And I appreciate you for your service for your country and my country as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you, Lisa. As we continue on talking about Veterans Day, I would like to introduce to you a friend of mine. His name is Jim, and he has spent 21 years in the military system. So I'd like to turn this over to you, Jim, and we'll talk about Veterans Day. And to start with, I'd like to ask you, what does patriotism mean to you? Well, patriotism, I think a lot of people think that to be a patriot, you have to be in uniform and have a chest full of medals and awards and decorations and what have you. That's not really true because we have a lot of patriots. And what is a patriot? A patriot is somebody that not only knows, but appreciates the fact that they were born in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. I know this because through my military travels and deployments and things of that sort, we have the greatest country. You know, we don't have fences and borders to keep people in that you got to stay in America. We have fences and borders or what have you to control uh, through legal means and through medical means, make sure that we get good people coming into America. Our borders are always welcome for people that want to take and leave. If they don't like it in Dodge, they can just get out of Dodge. It's real simple. But you know what? There's no line. There's many politicians that if this don't happen, I'm going to leave America. You know what? Not one of them left. They all beat their gums, but you know what? It's the greatest country in the world. So what is a patriot? A patriot can be a man or a woman. could be a, an older woman, a younger woman, older man, 
younger man, whatever, but they believe in America. And they have, why do you believe in America? Because America has got many things to offer. Number one is that flag. We have a very, very beautiful flag. It means a lot to me. And I've seen it on so many flag, flag draped caskets and what have you. And I've seen so many widows or daughters get the presentation of that triangular folded flag presented to them in honor of their husband or dad or granddad that had served this country so well. And those people also, they don't wear their pictures on their sleeve, but they know and they love America because it is the greatest country in the world. And I'm thankful for that. I come from a family that has never been in the military. And uh, I'm the first generation that's ever been in. And now, as it is, I've got two honorable discharges, one from the Department of the Army, one from the Department of the Air Force, what have you. And I've got more out of it than I put into it. So, And I appreciate that. And it, it, it is the greatest country. If you really want to sum it up in a, in a little pledge that is less than 60 seconds, go over the fact Now, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. That says it all. You know, we have freedom of religion. A lot of people don't understand or realize we have freedom from religion. And like Chris had mentioned a little bit early in our discussion, in other countries, you have to believe in their God and their religion or you're out of there or maybe something drastic could happen to you. But we have freedom of a religion and we have freedom from religion. If people don't want to take and belong to a certain church or religion, they have that choice in America. And that's what makes America great. And and also, we have so many opportunities. You know, Chris, I want to tell you that I've seen so many people that had opportunities in America and they got better. But it would have never happened in another country. Now, in my military exposure, you know, I've been as far south as uh, Central America, South America, in deployment, living on military bases, what have you, and as far east as uh, the Mediterranean when Gaddafi was acting up, what have you. You know, some of these places have some nice places, what have you, but I have a choice. If I want to, I can go live in the Mediterranean, and I could go live in Central or South America. There's no place like America. That is true. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. And I was able, as an hourly person, to take an education, advance, and make a little better income and live in a little better home, have some wonderful, fine friends and neighbors in America, and live live relatively free of, of fear and retribution and, and crime, what have you. And there, I'm, I'm sure our leaders are addressing crime right now. That's our biggest, one of our biggest concerns right now. But that's how I feel about uh, what is a patriot. It it could be there's probably more patriots than there is veterans because a national statistic is there is less than 5% of the United States population that has that piece of paper that says honorable discharge, United States of America. And those people are very special because you you had to take and pay your dues to get that. Just basic training. I know our sons both went through basic training. It was a challenge for him. But, you know, you're you're a better person for being in the military than have never been there. That is true. And, you know, we should all really honor our country and serve in it when we can. But being in that patriot and having that patriotism is something that is important for all of us to do. That's true. I have a, another question to ask you. Um, 
with you serving in the, the military, what, um, what did that really mean to you to be able to serve our country in the military? Well, you know, uh, I've been known for telling it the way it is. And my wife says, you really shouldn't do that because you, you can tick people off. But, you know, originally, nobody in my family was ever in the military. And I did the right thing when I turned 18 and went to the, you know, to the draft board with my birth certificate. And I registered for the draft. And, and I did the right thing. Then my number was low, was well, relatively 100 and something to be next to be drafted. And I, I wasn't sure if I, I could do it, let alone wanted to do it. So I enlisted in for a six-year term uh, of in the United States Army. And I went to a place called Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, where they, they do a lot of basic training. They train tens of thousands of young men and women every year in basic training. And it was hard, but I did it. And I know I'm a better person for it. And when I got out and then I started going to my, my deployments, what have you, from, from, from the homebound base and what have you, I, I did that and what have you. But it's later on, uh, I want to share with people that we have some of the greatest leaders in the world. Now, when I raised my hand, I know this is dating me, but my commander-in-chief, who was the president, when I raised my hand, happens to be Dwight David Eisenhower. That's how far it goes back. Then while I was in active duty, John F. Kennedy, he got elected president of the United States. He was a military man. Remember PT-109? I do. Sure, PT-109, John F. Kennedy. That's a true thing that happened. His PT boat got sliced in two by a a Japanese destroyer. They thought they killed everybody, but he lived, what have you. So after John F. Kennedy, who was it? A lot of people don't know, but Lyndon Baines Johnson filled out John F. Kennedy's term, and he said he decided not to run for or want to be nominated for president of the United States. Guess what? A lot of people don't know it. Look it up on the internet. Lyndon Baines Johnson was a veteran. He was also a veteran. After that, it was Richard Nixon. Some people say, oh, he was never in the military. Look it up. He was in the Navy. That's true. He was another leader that we had. Then I was out. My six-year commitment was up. I got the document. It said, honorable discharge, United States of America, United States Army. And I thought I was out. But later on in life, I was offered to try one in the Air Force Reserve System. And I did that with the Okay, my wife and family and what have you. And I spent 15 years in the Air Force side of the house. Well, who did I have for commanders in chief? Well, guess what? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a veteran. A lot of people don't know that. Look it up. Ronald Reagan was a veteran. After Ronald Reagan, uh, then we had George H. Bush. George H. Bush, he was a veteran. He had his plane shot down in the Pacific, had it dumped into the Pacific Ocean, and a, a United States submarine was able to pick him up and take him, take him home. We had some great leaders, and they all had ba military backgrounds. So that's, uh, that's my spiel about the, the, what does the military mean to me. I had some great experiences with the, the, the military. I had some close calls, what have you, which uh, I'm still here, so it doesn't uh, mean anything to, to talk about and what have you. But uh, my military experience, 
in short, I, my wife and family and I, we got more out of the military than what we put into it. And the flag still means a lot to me. So that's, that's, that's that question there. And what does Veterans Day mean to you? Veterans Day, to me, is a day of reflection. Because myself personally, and along with my wife, we have stood at the Arizona Memorial in, in Hawaii and looked at that huge tablet with all those names of those Navy guys that got killed. And you know what? They're still entombed. They're still down they there. They are. They gave their, their supreme sacrifice. We had the honor to listen to a World War II veteran that was there one day when we were there on a tour and told us how he saw the Japanese planes coming over the mountains and coming in and making their bombing runs and what have you. And he was a very good speaker, and the Park Service was there and provided a microphone and all that kind of stuff. On the tour of that day, we were taken to the National Cemetery in Oahu, uh, Hawaii. It's called the, the Punch Bowl. We were in a viewing section up on a hill looking down, and those that were World War II veterans uh, and at Pearl Harbor, what have you, have the right to be buried at the punch bowl. They came in like they did with John F. Kennedy with a horse-drawn carriage with a flag-draped cap, uh, casket, and then they played taps. And that's really an honor. But you know what? That man, I'm, he lived way beyond because this goes back to the mid to late 80s. He didn't die there, but he still, because he was a Pearl Harbor survivor, he had the right to be buried at the Punch Bowl. And what an honor for you to be able to see that. Oh, yeah. It, it meant a lot to me. And now here uh, in my, not because I asked for it, but people asked me, well, would you be the chaplain for an American Legion? Post? I says, yeah, but I, I don't know religious training. I never went to a seminary. All we want you to do is say some words about the veterans and what have you. So for several years, I was a chaplain for an American Legion post. And I would do the eulogies. And it was a very, very rewarding thing because one story that I just shared with with Chris was uh, there was a, a, a Navy person that had died, had 10 children. And it ended up that at the funeral home, when I would do my speech that I would do about what is a veteran and thanking the veteran, what have you, at the end, Pat would play taps through a, through a recording device. And I would ask the audience, for those that have served, if you would present a hand salute or put your hand over your heart, I would appreciate it. And off to my left, looking at the audience, was a very little boy, I would say four or five years old. He raised his hand and looked me right in the eye as taps was played. Later on, I went to the coffee shop to mingle and say hello to people. And all 10 kids lined up and wanted to shake my hand and say, thank you for what you said about my grandpa. Isn't that something? And it they, meant so much to them. Oh, it did. And they said, you know, sir, we sure wish my grandpa was here to hear what you said. I looked them all in the eye and said, you know, son, I want to tell you something. Your grandpa was here. He was up in heaven. He heard every word. Yes. That's Americanism. So what does uh, Veterans Day to me mean to me? It's, it's uh, a reflection and a thank you for all those people that served, and especially those that gave their life that had died in the service of our country. And I, I don't know how much else I could ask. Christy, do you have any, any questions of any sort about deployments? or? Is there or, anything that you would like to say? I'm really not looking for you to, to reveal things that you had done, um, but 
because some of those things should be. Well, uh, I, I tell you, uh, currently you hear every so often there's a fear in America about we do not want to be a banana republic here. The mm -hmm. democracy does work good, and it really does. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have the voting system. I believe that we should take and work by the ballot, not by the bullet, unless we're backed up against a wall. That's true. You know, I, uh, I know some of the men might think I'm a, a whoosh or whatever, but for 21 years, for those that has ever been in the military, you are required to qualify. And uh, for 21 years, I had to report to a firing line someplace. One time was down in the jungle in uh, South America. You know, we didn't have enough time at our home station. So I was the ammo barrier to bring our ammunition and use their weapons down there in the jungle, what have you. So every year I would have to qualify with either an M1 or M1 Garand or carbine or M14, uh, you know, rifle grenades or hand grenades or, 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 or whatever, uh, Colt 45s, or lately we were qualifying with Beretta 9 millimeters, what have you. I'll tell you this, and I'm not ashamed of it. Think what you may. Every time I got online, I would say a silent prayer. I hope I never have to kill nobody. I don't, I never even had a, a hunting license. You know, if I want fresh meat, I'll go to Jewel. I'll go to Tony's. I'll go to Tom's. That's right. I something. understand that. You know, what have you. But a lot of people think, well, it's a macho thing. You go out and kill things. I don't want to kill nothing. No. But, you know, if I had to, if I had to, I'd do what I had to do. I will share one story. I did his eulogy. A friend of mine was a World War II veteran. And towards the end of World War II, Hitler was used in the youth corps for his military. Had 14, 15 year old kids was part of the military. And uh, this friend of mine uh, was there and he said, this one kid was shooting at him and his other people. And he says he took a, a bead and he took his one shot, he, he took and he killed the kid. And I saw him in the nursing home before he died out in Morris, Illinois. And he told me again, he says, you know, of the sorriest things that I ever did in my life, he says, I killed that kid. He says, I says, don't feel bad because if you didn't, if he went on, he would have been killing some of the Americans because he was ingrained to be against Americans. He was Hitler's youth corps. He said, oh. I wish I would have never pulled that trigger. But see, that stayed with him. It haunted him because he, in his heart, did not want to. He did not want to, but he knew that if the kid could get close, he would have killed him and everybody else in his. So he was, uh, his eulogy was out in Braidwood, Illinois. He lived in Braidwood, Illinois. And uh, I did the typical eulogy out there. And the the pastor of that church, what have you, come up to me. He says, I'm supposed to speak after you. How do I take and cover that? I says, it'll be easy. Just go right ahead and do it. But uh, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. But that's what he lived with all those years of seeing and killing the kid. Yeah, because it never was in his heart to do that. He was no, there to be no. a patriot and to protect our country. And sometimes some of those hard things come with that. Yeah, and I don't know why in our country today, you hear every so often how many veterans commit suicide. I don't understand that. I know that I personally knew two veterans from the Vietnam War that committed suicide. And they both committed it with guns. Why they committed it? One of them was a police officer. A street police officer had 15 years on the street. For whatever reason, he ended his life. 
I don't know what goes on. Uh, I don't know if he was a combat veteran or, or if his mind just snapped because of the military or whatever. But uh, in fact, the one guy, uh, his last name was Brown. I was honor guard at his casket, as you see, with some military because he was buried in his uniform and he would lose like 15 or 20 minutes on my assignment was at the head of the casket. Then you'd go have coffee and what have you. Then you'd come back like 40 or 45 minutes later and do another stint for the whole service or what have you. So I don't know why that, you know, they died. Mm-hmm. They died. So anyway, God bless America. God bless our, our Christian or whatever faith you are country because we have freedom of religion and we have freedom of religion. And just remember, freedom is not free. It is not. It takes all the veterans. Freedom is not free. There. There's no right. free lunch. No. So anyway, thank you so much for doing this podcast. I appreciate it. I don't know if anybody else is going to appreciate it. I know they're... They uh, will. I, in my travels of my 80 plus years, I've heard people, well, that's stupid to be in the military. Well, they're takers. There's people did everything under the sun to avoid serving in the military. Well, I didn't. I stepped up and did what I was supposed to do, go where I was supposed to go, what have you. And there's millions of other people did the same thing. And this is a good day to honor them. It sure is. And a happy veterans to not only the veterans, but to the families. To the families, yes. Yes. So many times. But thank you very much for thank doing you, this. Thank you, Jim. I You're appreciate welcome. you talking today. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.